This is the Inside Cloud Channel podcast. I'm your host, Segert van der Linden. We're still on the topic of the WAF, the Well-Architected Framework. That's Microsoft's set of guidelines to strive for the best cloud infrastructure possible. Today we've arrived at step four of the five, reliability. Seems like a no-brainer. Of course, that's important in your cloud management. I've got my questions lined up. Time to ask them to Carlo Caravaglia and Jurjen Uitenbogaert. Hopefully you guys got all the answers and maybe some examples. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um, I think when I started preparing this for this series, it's maybe the first thing that came to my mind, reliability. Um, I can imagine it's also the first thing partners and end users want to know more of. Well, that's what you, yeah. that's what you think. Um, <laughs> I must admit but that, it's in, not. that in, um, no, in general, I think the most, uh, most of our customers and, and, and partners, they, they, they do have that in mind and they, um, they pay attention to reliability, but we see often the opposite as well, because, um, I think that's a misinterpretation or a misunderstanding of, uh, of Azure. They think that if they put everything in the cloud, then, you know, like with Office 65, our backup, yeah, that will be taken care of, but, um, there isn't. You know, certain parts are taken care of by uh, by Microsoft, by either the Azure platform or the Office 365 or Microsoft 365 nowadays platform. Um, but some things are not taken care of. So reliability, it's super important. Um, but a lot of partners, they, I won't say neglect, but they forget about thinking strongly. Reliability, is it more than just making sure your servers don't crash, your apps work seamlessly? Yes, it is that and much more. Um, because also expanding what JJ did uh, said, um, it, especially if you think about Azure platform services as and pass, then yes, that kind of reliability part is handled by Microsoft. Uh, if you handling by yourself, yes, uh, like VMs and etc., then you have to think about reliability. And reliability is more than just servers not crashing is a flow that you have to think about what your workload does. What are all the different services that this workload use and build across all the services, the reliability. So let's say you have a workload that sits on the VM, user, use Azure Active Directory domain services for credentials. Then you have uh, automation that goes for key vault and uses SQL Elastic pools or SQL on the VM, etc. There is a lot of things that compose a SQL service. So I always use the uh, the example of a Lego. So Azure is like a big box of different size of Legos, size and colors, and then you just use the different pieces to build something. And how you build those pieces is build, uh, yeah, build also this reliability. So you have to consider the single pieces and how they interact and perform each other. Because also what always everyone says, in a chain, the, the, the chain is as much as strong as the weakest ring. So you have to, to consider this this aspect. Yeah, and I think a big difference between, um, and I read it in one of the playbooks that is written by um, someone I know from Microsoft, is that you have to um, design with uh, failure in mind. So rather than uh, doing everything to prevent 
things are service crashing to keep in uh, to stay in your analogy it's you know uh, design it with in mind that it will crash because it is it it is technology it is just service. It's something will go wrong you know it's 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 a stupid idea to think that things won't go wrong. You know, things will crash or applications will create errors or uh, uh, someone will make a mistake while so that it's 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 going down or electricity will, uh, you know, will have a problem in a data center. Things things just go si- simply wrong. That's that's just what happens. So that sounds a bit to me. Sorry, I'm going to interrupt you, but that sounds a bit weird. I mean, we've we've done an, a whole. Uh, uh, episode on operational excellence, striving for excellence. Why would you accept f- failure? That it's just going to fail. Why accept that? Because uh, failures are part of technology. Failure is inevitable. It, that's absolutely true. It doesn't say that you have don't have to do anything to prevent. But I think it's better to prevent the uh, the results or the. Uh, yeah, the effects, uh, the effects of the uh, of the failures, the effects of the failure, indeed, rather than 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 try to uh, put a lot of money in, in order to prevent uh, for things going wrong. You know, it's the same example. I'll give an example as well. Gallo gave with uh, with a data center. If you within the on-prem world, um, they just said, okay, now we'll, we'll put another server there because maybe it will go wrong, so we'll put a, we'll have to have a second server. And oh, by the way, it's in the same data center, so we have to create an offsite backup as well. So we'll go that in a, into a different data center. You know, that's that's building to to try to prevent problems. Um, yeah, you can do that more efficiently by uh, by having the right uh, resilience in place. It's also a matter of how much you want to push uh, further for the service. How much is the service important for you? Because hundred percent reliability and certainty is impossible. It depends on the design, the building you do, and the monitoring and everything in keeping in mind how much I am willing to lose in terms of service. So for example, I can build a a high availability and can build disaster recovery and and say, okay, my design allow me to have 99.999% of availability, but also the design is when that 0.000% happen, how much time the system will be done, how much time uh, and, and data and, and money I will lose, I'm, I'm, I'm willing and affordable to lose and then determine what you will do from, okay, I don't really care, I just do a backup, I can lose four days, half a day, four hours, half a day to recover the backup or um, I, I work in, in, in a distributor, in a big distributor, where one day I, I did a quick math. For every minute the website was down, they was losing half a million per minute. So you understand that in that case, it's not four hours enough. You want to have seconds of uh, a system that recover the failure. So that's how you want to build your reliability of the systems. And the thing is, sorry to interrupt, and the thing is that um, Azure allows you to do that because on-prem environment, you can do as much as fancy thing, but at some point you reach the boundaries of your physical environment. Azure is, Azure is a world computer, it's worldwide. You pretty much have 
your only limit is your wallet, basically, pretty much. Yeah, and I think if we stick to the example of the online shop, um, sometimes, you know, a, a, a crash or a failure or uh, a non-performing of your application is outside of your, uh, of your, yeah, your empowerment. Now, if you have an online shop which uh, relies on a paying system from an external company and there's a problem at their side, that would mean that your, uh, your online shop will, you know, will stop to run because if you can't pay, you know, you can't fulfill transactions. So if that's super business critical for you as a company, your online shop, and we all know those are big online shops, um, what, what Carlos said, you know, if, if, if such a shop is down for a minute or let's say for an hour, you know, that will cost them millions of, uh, of, of revenue. You can design or you can architect that solution, that web shop, for example, with, with queue storage, so that the, the transaction will continue, but it will uh, remain somewhere in a, uh, yeah, in a queue. And when the other application from a third party or the external partner, which handles the, the, the payments, if that's back online again, you know, then the transaction will be finished. That's, that's a possibility. I think that, that a lot of those big online shops will, uh, will utilize that. And that's, that, that's something um, they don't prevent, they, they, they can't design it to prevent it, but when it happens, they limit the, uh, the impact. Yes. Yeah, so, so when you want to limit the impacts of, of those, uh, of those failures, you need to know what those risks are um, upfront. You need to know them. And so you can prepare for that. Um, how do you do that? Is that just, uh, I don't know, one big brainstorm session and you say, okay, guys, I want to know all the risks go shoot, we're going to uh, write them down and then we're going to assess them. How do you do that? Well, uh, yeah, you can also do that way, actually. So um, can be, can let's say everything can start from, uh, let's build the, ball, uh, the, the service, the workload, let's just build the normal design and everything with uh, all the things in place. And then actually you can have, yeah, brainstorming with people says, okay, what can, be go, what can go wrong in here? What we not consider? Or also some actually some companies uh, use ethical hackers for that. So for especially in the security part, just pay people to say, okay, just try to enter my system so you can expose vulnerabilities we've not discovered. So you can actually have a lot of ways to see uh, what's going wrong. And and usually the and what's what's happened is the hard way. So when actually the failure hits. The face of the people so uh, in that way usually people learn on how can maybe uh, build better uh, their environment and there's also an assessment available from the Azure platform so you can run uh, you can assess your current workloads in order how reliable they are so there's a built-in reliability assessment within uh, within the Azure platform I've asked a sort of like this question before but i'm gonna ask it once more uh, a version of this because i get the feeling that cloud services are more reliable than on-prem solutions is that true cloud services allow you provides you the tooling for being more reliable so um in some perspective that sentence is true because if you think well at the end the cloud is someone that's at the center right so it's someone else that um, still have the same troubles that normal people have on-premise at the center. But 
you have the scaling of not Azure, Azure, AWS, Google, whatever cloud you choose, they have a different scaling and capabilities to um, be ad- able to address dim- differently those kind of issues. So again, if you talk especially on platform issues, uh, is the vendor itself that will handle those and also in a way, some 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 ways in ways that you also cannot, because for example, Azure, uh, the whole Azure works on a modified version of Hyper-V, and of course you cannot modify Hyper-V, so you also have a different baseline that you can work. So of course they have the leverage, of course being the vendor, so can do also uh, more things, but also they have a lot more budget to implement things that usually people don't implement because it's just too expensive for uh, what is their purpose, their workload. But this way, Microsoft allows or clouds allows you to be able to use those tools for, on one side, a a, a fair price because you don't have to pay for the initial setup and everything, just pay for the service. And on the other side, for an easy price because you don't have to have an upfront investment, but you just pay, pay per use. And some of those services are built in. The reliability is is built within or at least high availability. So um, where in a traditional data center, you have to deploy two because in IT, we always say one is none. You always have to need two of them because if one, if one fails, then the other one can take over the, the, the workload. And some of the services within the Azure platform, they are, uh, they're always redundant. So if you choose for a platform service rather than an infrastructure uh, service, then you know deploying the infrastructure yourself um, reliability is partly built in within that service. Yeah, and also there are some extra services that help with reliability. For example, anyone that created a VM in Azure built in as ready, for example, DDoS protection, the basic version of DDoS protection. And if you want to do that on premise, then you have to contact the you know, Cloudflare and whatever, uh, buy the license, put the hardware, build the system in Azure. But in Azure, just deploy VM is already there. You don't have to do anything because Microsoft already paid implemented for that. And if you need staff in your own data center to operate that, and that person uh, you know, gets ill or uh, takes a day off, uh, I can tell you one thing, you know, in, a, in an Azure data center, there's always uh, a personnel running there, you know, 24 seven. So also from that perspective, it's, it's, it's again, it's broader than only the services that run on the infrastructure. You've been listening to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast hosted by me, Zegert van der Linden. In this five-part mini-series, we're covering the five pillars of the web or well-architected framework. In the next episode, it's step five, security. Once again, I'll be joined by Insights, Julian Uitenboogaard and Carlo Caravaglia. You can listen and subscribe to the Inside Cloud Channel podcast on Spotify, Apple or any other podcast platform. If you want to know more about Insight and its services, check out insight.com. Thank you for listening and hopefully you'll join us once again in the final episode of this mini-series.